1: It's a bit of a weird episode, to be honest. Um, As everyone knows, we try and be pretty positive uh, about Derby, uh, which has got more and more challenging, let's say that, for the last few weeks and, and months. Um, so today we, we've got a little bit of a different episode. We're going to be talking through the game as always, but also at the same time, we're we're going to have a proper chat about Paul Warren's time at Derby so far, because there's been a lot of chat, a lot of speculation, um, and we want to get your comments as well. So anyone that's watching live, please put your comments in, um, and we'll try and get to as many as possible, uh, with me today to dissect the madness of the last two days. uh, I've got Jamie Page. How are you, Jamie? (laughs) yeah I'm all right let's get on with it let's get on with it <laughs> we've got Adam Titley how are you Adam
2: uh, probably been better probably been better <laughs> after after yesterday's
1: result but yeah there we go <laughs> and we've got Chris Matthews Redwood how are you pal
3: like a coiled spring mate I'm ready
1: to go (laughs) this feels like a proper serious episode I'm not I'm not used to this um so we might as well get yesterday's game out of the way uh got a couple of notes that I'll just throw to you Jamie um performance wise I thought the defense looked all right I think Joe Wildsmith had a brilliant game midfield looked really unbalanced forward line looked static what was your take Exactly that.
4: I think we look defensively okay. I mean, Wildsmith. Uh, I've been doubting him for well, not doubting him, but I doubted him when he first came in. But he's grown and grown. He's a fantastic goalkeeper. And I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised if there's someone looking in the championship and going, "Hold on a minute, with we can get a goalkeeper on the cheap here." It's a bit of a potentially a bit of a sinking ship at Derby and, and turmoil here. We could get a good goalkeeper and maybe he's off with the likes of Max Bird and, and Aaron Cashin. But yeah, like you said. Um, in, in the first half, Fauna was an absolute passenger. I agreed with the substitution at half-time to bring Hurahan on. I thought that's what we needed. I thought we'd G us up. I think actually the tempo improved a little bit, and then he goes and puts the ball in his own net. Um, that's just typical Derby County. But, yeah, like you say, it's static. There's no game plan. I know we're going to get onto it, but it's pure underdog football. We're going away to these grounds, and and almost we're it's the reverse. It's like we're the team that have a thousand fans that have no backing that can't get results so I just don't know where it goes you know I'm a massive Paul Warren fan I have been a Paul Warren fan I love the guy but I'm slowly slowly turning against him which I think is the
1: the situation that a lot of fans find ourselves in well exactly and just looking at the comments been so many already I'm not used to this Um, but uh, we've got comments about his interviews from, from David Clarkson. Um, We've got, you know, Darren or Darrell, sorry, coming out saying, you know, he can't wait till Tuesday, not because it's been so poor. Um, Dave, who says the manager's in way too deep and doesn't handle the pressure. Well, I mean, it's pretty damning, isn't it, Adam? Um, End of the game, the scenes with, with Hurrahan coming over to the fans and, and the fans shouting at him and him saying, we're doing our best. It reflects terribly on Warren And, does he is he out of his depth i
2: don't i don't think he's out of his depth i think um there's been performances this season which have been superb but obviously i completely understand they get forgotten after yesterday i completely understand that yesterday just wasn't wasn't good enough footballing wise really um i don't mean any disrespect shoesby when i say this but it was like a league two match i thought shoesby's goal was a good move but in terms of how we played i think we just weren't picking up the second ball. And then when we did come forward, I say it time and time again. Why are we playing it out wide? Why do we constantly play the ball out wide and swinging crosses when teams have, in this division, we'll have six foot whoever tall centre backs. And, and we just can't, we just can't win a header against them. But in terms of his pull worn out of his depth, I don't think he is. I just think at the moment, we're so predictable that every match is a carbon copy of the previous one in terms of how we play and what we try and do in the match.
1: Well, exactly. And and Chris, just to round off the chat about yesterday, probably the quickest chat of any game we've done ever. um, You look at the way we played. uh, We only really started to get going towards the end of the game. Um, He has a a habit of leaving his substitutions late. He left them late again. Um, I mean... Have we got any chance? Have we got any chance of getting out of this rut?
3: It, it will happen eventually, but it's whether it's going to be too late by that point. Um, and I've got a nasty feeling looking at the form of the top of the top two. Um, it already is. I mean, it's it's 10 points to um, Oxford, isn't it? Um, And, you know, I know there are a lot of games, games left, but that that requires us to go on a winning streak and for Pompey and Oxford to start dropping points. And I can't see it happening. I think there are better teams above us placed to go and to to go and do that. Um, And yeah, I just, just touching on yesterday. I wrote down two words, predictable and boring. And that's what it's been for a lot of the season. Very predictable, very boring. Um, and i'll say i know we'll come on to, to warn and how he's making fans feel at the moment but there's just almost got to the stage of resignation now um and that's a very worrying place to, to place to be in and you know when scenes like that happened at the end of the game things aren't good and there's very few teams that i can recall that of that have come back from that or very few managers sorry so
1: yeah, exactly. And one of the things that I've seen a lot of people on on Twitter talk about is people don't want to go to the games anymore. I mean, I'd, I'd say I'm possibly even one of them. Like, obviously, I go to the games, but I'm going to the games to see my friends, to spend time with people that you see, you know, going for a pint beforehand, chatting to your mates when you're watching the game. The football feels secondary at the minute. I mean, that Cambridge game was dire and that was the last league home game we've had it was awful and I just spent most of it just chatting to my friends around me you know what I mean and, and when it's got to that point and you, you're there you, as you said Chris it's ball. the fans are just turning and I, I can't remember it being like this to be honest I mean I know Jamie's got a point he wants to make about the uh the 11 point season which is why he's wearing that shirt right now um but I've never seen the fans turn on a team and a manager like this before. Have you, Jamie?
4: No, no. And it's, uh, you know, poker opposite to what we felt over the last few years. I think that no matter when the chips have been down, we've, we've always been fans behind the team and the players have been playing for the fans and, and for the badge. Um, and to see that yesterday, I mean, like you said at the top of the show, it was seventy minutes before we showed any sort of passion, any sort of intent. Um, look come over to the the fans after the game. And and sometimes that works that actually the fans kind of go, Okay, you're trying, and they clap him off. But actually, you know, the, the abuse got worse as he as he kind of left. So it's it's just a world away from where we've been recently, like you say, 11 point season. That's why I'm wearing this shirt because it, I won't ever feel as embarrassed as that particular season, but it's getting close at the moment. Um, and I know that sounds quite ridiculous, but there just seems to be no passion, no agenda players, not playing for a manager manager to is the job too big for the manager. I don't know. There's so many things that feel wrong at the moment. Um, and I just don't know how he pulls it he pulls it out because let's let's face it Tuesday everyone's going to be going there, and if we don't score after 20 30 minutes there's going to be fans baying for blood you, you just yeah. know it you just know it
1: yeah yeah exactly you do you do and and that's the reality of the situation that we're in is that the pressure is now heaped on him and heaped on the team because the players will know they'll know that if they don't start on the front foot. They're going to, you know, the the fans will turn. I mean, there's a a stat here that that Z's put. um, So, yeah, thank you for your comment, Z's. But three shots on target and all of them were in the first 20 minutes. So we played another 79 minutes of football without a shot on target. So if Derby play like that against Exeter, it'll, oh, well we'll talk about that later on i'm i'm sure we'll discuss what'll happen if uh, if that happens but adam i wanted to come to you about this because you mentioned it early on um i've got a note here talking about the type of football that we play uh, and how rigid it is now you know we were watching clips earlier of oxford weren't we and, and the way they moved the ball and it was so free flowing and i know we bang on about racsenior all the time but that is how we played under racsenior we moved a lot Players are switching positions. It was very fluid. I know he made that comment about positions not existing. And this isn't me saying we should get him back, by the way, because I don't think that would be the right move. Well, it wouldn't happen, would it? But the football that we play is is so rigid. We have wide players that just sit really wide. The only dimension that we have is to pass to the wingers and cross it in. It doesn't work, does it?
3: No,
2: I think I think the only game this season that it worked was Blackpool and that was because we caught them on the break and we came inside. I think yesterday was, I mean, once again, I sound like a broken record. It, it's the same thing every week, playing it out wide, crossing the ball in. James Collins up front on his own. He can't do it on his own up front. You know, he's got qualities that will complement him when he's got someone else up top with him. Um, and then Louis Sibley out wide the fans have said time and time again that Louis Sibley should be should be coming into that side. I think off the back of the Knox County performance, he deserved that. But then he gets played out wide and he, he has a really poor game at the end of the day. He, did. He, he couldn't get his first touch right and he couldn't beat a man. But at the end of the day, he's not a winger. Um, he's an attacking midfielder. So it, it's just, we, we're so predictable. Um, the relentless crossing, we tried it against Cheltenham and I don't think it worked once. Um, either the balls were too deep or didn't beat the first man. You know, it's like it's predictable and boring. Like Chris said, really, um, every week it's it's the same crossing into the box, and we, we say we're not scoring, but it's obvious why because we're playing so one dimensional and it's so predictable to the opposition that I mean, we're in League One. Not many teams play nice free-flowing football. I know he mentioned Oxford. Obviously, last season, yeah. you look at Ipswich who played that. And obviously, this season, it's it's Portsmouth and Oxford who are playing that. But Derby, we're, we're just so one-dimensional coming forward. And, and and what really grinds my gears is the players are, are nervous to shoot from outside the box. You know, multiple times. I think yesterday, the last 10 minutes, there was about 11 men in that box. And on the edge of the box, instead of trying to shot off, we're so, we're so cautious that if you don't take risks, you won't score goals and you won't win games. It's as simple yeah. as that. Sometimes you have to take a risk to score a goal. If the shot goes 30 yards over the bar, it goes 30 yards over the bar, but some will go in or hit the target at least. And It's just so one-dimensional from Derby at the moment and for some reason we're not changing that when it is pretty clear and obvious from the stands that it
1: doesn't work. Well, and on that point, Adam, you talk about getting crosses into the box. Most of the time when a ball goes into the box, Collins is the only man in there. It's only when he made a lot of changes towards the end and brought on more attackers, we actually had more in the box. We set up so negatively. I mean, Conor Hurrahan said, I remember mentioning on the pod a couple of weeks ago, that we play with two sixes and an eight. So we play with two holding midfielders. And a central midfielder. I know positions don't mean everything in football, but from a mentality perspective, that means we're saying we're playing two holding mids, a centre mid, two wingers and a striker. We don't have anyone in the middle other than that one striker that's primary thought is go forwards. And you can tell when we get the ball out wide, we whip it into the box. Where's the late run from midfield? You know, why aren't players throwing themselves in there? Why aren't players gambling? And it's obvious. It's obvious. They're clearly being told not to do that. And it's that negative sort of thought process of we have to stay in, we have to sit in, we have to be rigid and we can't gamble too much. And I think that's what's killing us. That's what's killing us. I mean, Chris, when you look at Derby in league one, we're getting what close to 30,000, almost every game at home. We're getting a good few thousand. I mean, we've sold out every away game. I think bar one uh, this season, which was where we got offered about five and a half thousand and we bought four you look at that and yet we go to games home or away play exactly the same way play really negatively our only thought is don't lose ahead of winning i mean how does that make you feel oh
3: not just being in league one being a derby fan it's awful isn't it Mm. um you know i think um you know, you 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 touched on it earlier. You're not wanting to go to games, or you know, you're not getting that drive. You know, the, the Cambridge game that was our last home game, wasn't it? I had I had a free Saturday. Normally, I'd have jumped on it and gone, but I just didn't didn't fancy it. And I've never, you know, even you know, Jamie mentioned the um, eleven point season. Even back then, and under dual, I still wanted to go and watch my team play. Um, and I'm afraid it's only one person that's now causing this, and that's and that's 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 one You know, we got to accept that, you know, when he was at Rotherham, you know, they were lucky if they got a thousand away fans. Um, they haven't got the got the got the, the, the biggest ground, the pressure just wasn't there. And you know, you you asked Adam the question, is he is he in, in too deep, massively too deep. Um, and it's plain as a pike staff to, to, to playing of a pike, staff to see. Even um, you know, I remember the days, you know, when we were playing awful football under uh, on under Philip Koku, the fans were still behind him. A lot of fans were disappointed when he went. Um, and you know, we were playing dire football back then. So it's just at the moment it is a terrible time. And you know what? I'm I'm even and you know, it's a controversial thing. Thing to say, I'm, I'm probably not the only fan who wants us to lose on Tuesday night, if it means getting him getting him out.
5: I don't um, know about that. And one. I haven't said <laughs> that.
3: Well, <laughs> as 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 far as I'm concerned, we've got now we've got now t- t- to lose. Now we ain't going to get um, first or second spot. The playoffs is the only re- re- realistic aim. If we can make a change late October, early November, we still have a chance um, and a good chance at that. So. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm a Derby fan. I don't want us to lose, but if that's what it takes and Pride Park, you know, literally going mental um, and it being a toxic atmosphere and Klaus is there, then I don't think he'll have much uh, much choice.
1: Well, um, I mean, I think this, to me, has the makings of a Clough McLaren-type sort of season we've had a manager at the start of the season negative football really negative football and then another manager came in switched it up made all the players play to their ability and we flew up the table now that was in the championship and I think when we're talking about these seasons under Kaku under under Paul Jewell we were in the Premier League we were in the championship you know in the Premier League we're not a big fish there if anything we're possibly one of the smallest fishes in the championship we're still up there but, you know, we're probably not the biggest team in the league. League one, we are the biggest team in the league. And, you know, without sounding patronising to all the clubs around, we shouldn't be playing a style of football that makes us the underdogs every single game. It's ridiculous. It makes no sense. And and Jamie, I wanted to come to you about this one because we've spoken about this before, that Warren's been here for a year now. He's been here for 12 months and he doesn't seem to have a style. He tried his 3-5-2 at the start of the season. We had a chat about this in, in our little group chat the other day. And um, we won one game playing three five two, And that was against the most out-of-form Burton side in their history. He signed loads of players. Only some of them seemed to suit his system. The 3-5-2 looked rubbish. He went to a back four. We looked slightly better, but now we've tailed off again. I mean, how can we have regressed so much over the course of a year, despite bringing in so many players of talent?
4: I really don't understand. I really don't understand. And you know what? If we weren't picking up results and it was as simple as what Warren says, is we're just not scoring goals. It's not that. We're not, we're not playing. We're not playing for each other. We're not playing for the badge. We're not playing for the fans. It's boring. It's predictable. And we keep saying that. I just don't know how it's got to this stage. And, And I think we're at a turning point because we were unbeaten until yesterday and I thought, if I'm honest, I thought I was going to tune in. I didn't go to the game. I was going to watch Rams TV and we were going to see a performance in the making. It's been two weeks, they've had two weeks off. He's had some time to have them personal chats, them team chats. I thought we were going to see a Derby County that were coming out of the traps from minute one. But I could tell after about 10, 15 minutes, it's just going to be another one of them days. Um, And I think we put on the, you know, on the group, you know, I can't remember who it was, but, oh, we're definitely losing this 1-0. And it was just coming, wasn't it? It was literally just coming. Um, I I don't know. It's kind of a, a situation where I don't know how he can get out of this. How can he get back to a place where he's got the majority of the fan base on his side? Because I think at the moment, I'd say, and and judging by the tweet we put out, I'd say seventy percent of the fan base want him gone, and they want him gone now. Um, I I just don't know how he can he can return from this. If if I'm if I'm brutally honest, yeah, we've got to keep we've got to keep him though, haven't we? I mean, it's a case of whenever I put anything out, it's how much it's going to cost to to get rid of him. and, and like we said previously, it's a case of David Clowes is coming out in their fan forums and saying, no, he's our man. Whatever happens, we're going to stick by him. He's the man that I want to take us forward. But we're not going forward, David. So wh- what happens?
1: Well, um, I've got a couple of comments on that. We've got Daryl McDillan, who's put unbeaten his paper in over the cracks a bit. And he's right. We'd only won two in eight in that unbeaten run. Um, and I think that's that's testament to the way that we set up. And we've got a couple of stats here that uh, we put out on the account earlier on Twitter, if, if people follow us there. And over the last 30 games, our win rate is 36%. Uh, we've won 11 of our 30 last games. Four wins in 14 at home, which is a 28% win rate. Seven in 16 away, which is 43%. Okay. When we went down under Rooney with a paper-thin squad, a, a group of youth players, basically, you know, coming out of the academy, playing in the league above, our win rate was 30%. And that was in the championship with a team of youngsters and one or two senior players. Now, here we are in League One. We've signed all these players, big names, you know, in this league, Joe Ward is a big name. Callum is a big name. Martin Waghorn's a big name, even though he didn't even mean to sign him. You know, Sonny Bradley, uh, Adam's favourite player, you know, he's he's a big name. And all these players have come down and Warren can't get a thing out of them. I mean, Adam, what does that say?
2: I mean, you're asking the million-dollar question, aren't you, there? Um, it's disappointing. More than anything, you know, I'm I'm not someone who's going to stand there and go, pull one in, pull one out. I'm not sitting on the fence by any means. I'm definitely leaning towards that maybe a change is right at this moment in time. But I just, I don't understand it. The, I keep saying it the way that we play going forward. I think at the back, we're perfectly fine. I think we're pretty solid. Joe Wildsmith has been one of the best goalkeepers we've had in the last couple of years, for sure, um, including the championship seasons. Um, the defence at the moment, I would say, is pretty solid. Um, yes, I know you've just come off the back of losing 1-0, but it was only one. It's it was an own goal in that. I think what's difficult is, I mean, it's probably controversial. I don't think we're playing as terrible as people think we are. Um, I think at the back, we're pretty solid. Don't get me wrong, I don't think it's brilliant and it is boring. But if we change the way we go attacking-wise... I think we'd score goals, but it goes back to the thing of we're just so predictable. And Paul Warren seems like he doesn't want to change that using the wide players. And I know we've got superb wide players in Barquis and Mendez Lang, but you can't play one system. You have to have a plan B. And I think we've seen it in years previous. The reason why we've faltered and and you know, not not to, not got the goal that we wanted to achieve is because we've only had one. One plan, and that is Plan A. And if Plan A doesn't work, then then Plan A doesn't work. And then, it's not, I don't know why he's not getting the best out of the players that we've got. If I'm going to be honest, when
3: when mm. when was Man, when
1: when was Mendes Lang last superb? You know, last any of our players mm-hmm. exactly. Waghorn's hat trick. I mean, he scored that hat trick and looked unbelievable. And then since then, he's barely had a shot. And it goes back to it. I mean, if you look at our strike forces. I was watching the game earlier today, the Villa game, and they had the half-time team talk. And they were talking about half-time team talk, half-time analysis. And they were talking about the two front players for Villa. They've got DRB and they've got Oli Watkins. And they were talking about how it's so important that they've got two players that are polar opposites to each other. You know, Watkins wants to get into the box and get on the end of things and, and score goals. Whereas DRB wants to carry the ball, beat players, get crosses in. And they were saying it makes a massive difference having different players. Now, if you look at Derby's strike force, we've got James Collins, who's not quick. He's decent inside the six-yard box. His touch and everything isn't great. You've got Martin Waggon, exactly the same. Connor Washington, not far off the same. Slightly quicker, but also not a goal scorer. He's not tall. He's not going to win headers. And you just look at that and it's like we've got very few options up top. I mean, wingers, Paul Warren didn't even want to play with wingers. So we've got Barkays and a Mendez Lang having to do all the heavy lifting. I mean, we talk about Mendez Lang, when was he last superb? But the, the poor blokes had to carry us on his back creatively all season. Teams see that he's the only person who's going to carry the ball and mark him out the game and put two players on him. And and when we're so predictable and, and so obvious, you know, the midfield sits deep. I mean, Max Bird ran his legs off yesterday. He gave everything and then you had Smith and Forder. I mean, Forna looked completely lost. I don't know what Warner told him to do, but he looked like he had no idea what he was doing. And, and Corey Smith ended up against a player that was about three times quicker than him. And, and despite his best efforts as being given the runaround, it makes you think, what preparation are we doing for games? And what preparation are we doing for recruitment? Because when you look at the players that we've bought in, we've bought in a lot of the same players. And when we go into games, every team seems to have the upper hand on us. I mean, that's I a bit of a rant, but Chris, looking at that Derby team and, and looking at the players that we have, what is it Paul Warren's doing wrong for not getting the best out of them?
5: A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. For a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: God, I wish I had the answer to, <laughs> answer to that one. It Come on, easy, mate! Jo- <laughs> you could get the job if you get this right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the 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 thing that you know, the thing that I see and the thing I saw yesterday, and I've seen most of this season, is the players are trying. I'm not ever going to knock the players the players are trying hard but they're not trying hard for him they're trying hard for the wrong reasons they're feeling all the pressure from the from the fan base which you know is obvious they are being watched by thousands of people week in week out they're not playing well confidence is 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 really low and you know after the players must be as fed up as as us Because they they can you know players aren't stupid they know what system works they know how to get the best out of themselves you know quite often a good team you know I'm I'm not saying that you know the likes of Klopp and Guardiola aren't good managers but those players are superb they can self motivate if they can make little um, uh, they can make little. A tactical switches and you know our players just aren't allowed to do that there's no freedom there's no fluidity there's no one just having a run and going and beat three or four players you know the rem you know you remember those good days when Richard Keough would come out of centre-back and beat three or four players he set up that famous Marriott goal didn't he just by just by doing that and no one seems to want to get the foot on the ball and enjoy it you know I did I did God, years ago I did my FA level 2 coaching course and one of my favourite things that I said to players was enjoy the pass just enjoy having the ball at your feet and playing a good pass and our players just aren't doing that and I say I think they're not I think they're playing for the fans they always will everyone who puts on a Derby County shirt will but they certainly as heck ain't playing for Warren. and I think that's obvious and I think there's a big you know, immovable force and stuffable object going on with what Paul wants them to, wants them to do, and what they want to do. And unfortunately, the middle ground is what we're seeing: a lot of confusion, no pace, two-dimensional football. And you know, it's like it's like they can only play FIFA. You know, they can only go in certain positions and put in certain certain crosses. You know, high cross, low cross. And it's just not working. And I've never played FIFA in my life, by the way. But that's <laughs> <sounds like. laughs> yeah, yeah. But but yeah, that's just what it is. It's just it, there's just no flow. I th- my point is on FIFA, you can only do as much as the game allows you. Mm. And. Derby County at the moment, they're only doing as much as Paul Warren's allowing them, which isn't enough. It's stifling them. um, And our players
1: just look completely bereft and completely confused, as confused as we are, basically. Well, exactly, Chris. And just having a little glance at the comments, um, a couple of comments about Conor Horahan speaking to the fans. And yeah, a lot of comments on Paul Warren's comments as well, Jamie. I mean, I'll I'll come to you for both of these. Um, First off, I mean... Hurrahan going to the fans, I, I think that that really shows a lack of confidence in the manager. I mean, he, he goes over to the fans and says, we're trying. And you can see that they're trying. But the fact that he's gone over there and not the manager is telling. And I think Warren's comments after the game were mad. I mean, he talked about how well we played. You know, and after watching that, he said we played well. I mean, did anyone else think we played well? What What is going on?
4: I don't know. And I agree. I think cash, um, not cash, I've just seen cash in the comments on, uh, on uh, <laughs> YouTube, but who um, are going over and having a chat just turns up the heat, doesn't it? Just turns up the heat. Um, uh, there's obviously an, an angrier way end. I mean, we've not seen scenes like that. I can't remember the last time I've seen videos and, and uh, content of, of fans in, in that much anger. And I think there's a lot of, fracases between fans and disagreements in the water. stands, <laughs> maybe that was the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's definitely something that's going to turn up the the heat on on Warn and and does Warn come over? I don't know. I've not seen managers do it. It normally has been the captain. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I quite like the fact that hurahan has gone over and 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 faced it up, but it just didn't end the way I wanted it to end. Um, It kind of ended with him kind of, you know, being quite frustrated, throwing his arm up and and walking off. And yeah, I mean, just come out and tell us it's not good enough. Like if it's not good enough and everyone, yeah. yeah, And everyone thinks it's not good enough. Tell us it's not good enough. Tell us you're going to get them all in tomorrow. You're going to run through certain things and we're going to be ready to, to, to be better on Tuesday. It's quite funny because when we're winning and everything's going well, he's a joker and he's funny and he's so off piece and he's, you know, someone you really like listening to. But then when we we're losing games like this, just the canned responses and just the no personality and don't get me wrong. I don't want him to be cracking jokes when we're getting beat, but just come out and say it how it is, because we Mm. can all see it that there's no need to tell us that we've played well. We can look at the stats. We've all seen the game. We're just not good enough at the moment. So don't, tell us what you, you're you seeing is, is right because it's it's not. Um, and that's probably where I'm losing a bit of respect for him because if he came out and said, look, this is, like I said, look, this isn't good enough. We're going to get back to it. This is what we're doing wrong. And, I, and the fans will go, okay, at least he can see what we can see. And we're going to try and make it right on Tuesday. I, I generally think Tuesday's going to come along. It's going to be 20, 30 minutes. It's going to be the same pattern of play. And Pride Park is just going to be a horrible place to be. Um, and then if they go and score, I I, do, I really worry. I really worry for the fans in in the in the crowd. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just want to say as well. Um, I know. I, I think there might be a lot of people here that haven't listened to the pod very much. You know what it takes for me to not back a manager. Like, think of all the times in the past where you know, even Warren. Even Warren, like we, we've given Warren so much support. And even when we've we've not played well, we've always backed him. And now it's reached a point where the football is so abysmal that even we've turned against him. And, and, and that's mad. And that is mad. I mean, we get told off for being too positive all the time, which sometimes I agree with. Sometimes I think maybe we are a bit too positive, but this, you can't defend this. I mean, I'm just looking at the comments at the minute talking about you know, we've got a, someone who's put even if we win, the performances won't improve. It's awful to watch. It won't paper over the cracks. You know, it's Adam, I mean, if we do win on Tuesday, I think the atmosphere will still be horrible. I, I think it'll still be hostile. I mean
2: it depends who turns up on Tuesday because after the the former in, the attendances aren't going to exactly be be sky high, are they? Um, and it's it's boring at the end of the day. At the moment, the way we're playing, um, you know, it's it's the idea of oh, we might lose, but if we don't, it'll be a nil-nil or a draw. Um, yeah, I think obviously on Saturday, the fans voice their opinions in that away end. Um, uh, understandably so, you know, fans spend hard-earned money to go and watch football, home and away, and if it's not good enough, I'm a firm believer of you've got you've got every right to voice your opinion. Um, you know, fans come from a different perspective to the manager and the players. And I think only when the going gets tough like it is now is probably when the the fa- the the manager and players kind of understand what it is like to be a fan and how frustrating it can be. When the good times are good, they're superb, but when when the bad times are are here, I think it's It's probably the only time that the players and the manager kind of understand what it is like to be a fan because of how annoying it can be not to win, how frustrating the type of football can be. And, you know, if Derby 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 aren't at the best at the moment, and I I think the fans are voicing that opinion. And on Tuesday night, I can't see a positive scoreline for Derby personally. I think the best I can see is a 0-0 draw, um, which isn't really a positive scoreline, is it? when extra haven't won in five. Unbeaten yeah. In one. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you start the unbeaten run Tuesday. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I, I, listen, the, the atmosphere has been pretty flat all season and can I see it improving on Tuesday night? Absolutely not.
1: Well, um, Chris, I mean, we did a poll earlier, uh, put it out. We had a lot of responses to that. Um, and, yeah, as we've mentioned earlier, 77% of fans believe Paul Warren should be sacked. All fans that answered the poll, where do you stand?
3: Um, I think I made my points perfectly clear. Yes, yesterday it was the turning point for me. Yesterday, um, I've been very much Paul Warren in for a long, long time. Are starting to waver come the start of op- op- um, op- October. Um, the Cambridge game for me. Um, and yesterday just tipped it over the edge, um, and I think personally, I'm with a lot of people. We need to make the change before it's before we are too far adrift. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier the 13, 14 season when um, Clough went and Macca came in, and you know, I think we went. I think his first. I think after the first few games, we then won ten on ten on the bounce, and that's what it's going to take if we're going to touch any of these any of these teams and that's certainly not going to happen under one Um and I think I said I said earlier, you know, when you start getting players going over to have to con to confront fans at the end of games, when you start getting this leg level of negativity, um I don't think there's any coming back from it. Um I really yeah. don't and I think we need to I think Klaus needs to be brave. He was very brave. He took over Derby County. You know, he he took he he you know that was a brave thing to do. And I think he needs to be brave now and make the call before our season just literally peters out into t- nothing because that's what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, that's uh, that's pretty damning. Um, and, and Jamie, I mean, one thing I want to talk to you, uh, it's interesting, Chris, you mentioned clouds there. Now, I saw a couple of comments on Twitter from Gab Sutton, who, who knows knows his stuff when it comes to football at this level. And he was talking about how there's a, a lack of football knowledge above the manager at Derby. And it's really interesting because pretty much above the manager, all that's there is Stephen Pearce, who I don't want to talk about today because the pod will never end. And, um, well, David Clowes himself. Now, when he made the decision on who the manager should be a year ago, it was his decision. He did all the interviews. Now, David Clowes has watched Derby for a long, long time, but he's not a, a qualified football man. You know, he's not a director of football. That's not his thing. And I can see why, and we spoke about this earlier, didn't we? You can see why Warn would have impressed during an interview. I mean, looking at some of the comments that he made when he first came in, uh, he wanted players that were really fit. He wanted them to play, you know, prime age players coming in. And we had quite an old squad at the time. He wanted us to play exciting football, fight till the end, never give up. Last 10 minutes will be so exciting for supporters is a, a direct quote that he made. Now, I can see why David klaus would believe it. I probably would have as well because I am i don't work in football. I'd, I'd have taken it. But he should probably have taken into account the fact that Warren's style of play is the direct opposite of the style of play that we were playing beforehand. And it would take a long time for him to embed it and it might not even work at all. I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts on that?
4: Yeah. Like you say there, I mean, he'd impress, wouldn't he? He's a very charismatic. He's, he's good at talking. And I think he would have gone in and and laid down exactly how he's done it before and and how he's going to do it again. Um, And unfortunately he's, he's not been able to, to replicate that um like you say there there's no director of football there's nobody that kind of understands and is that link between the two of them and there's probably no one in between to kind of say to klaus look i think we might be in trouble i think we might be in trouble here because of x y and z um because very much david klaus is looking at it like us We're, now whether He's on board um, or whether he's not, I think we know from the, the fans forum that he's, he's still going to back his back his man. I I, I take David Clowes as somebody that when he says something's going to happen, it's going to happen. I think he's prided himself throughout his career on that um, from from what I've been told about about the man. Um, I don't know. But then again, I think it's it's the case of for me, the way that I look at it is Paul Warren is a man manager. I think he's the man that G's everyone up. He's the man with that's going to text them on a Sunday and and do what he says with regards to that and take people to watch ice hockey or whatever that was when he first came in. And then he's got the other team to do maybe the tactical stuff. So how much of this lies on Paul Warren? How much of it lies on Richie Barker and, and the other t- players in his team? But ultimately, they're a team and Paul Warren is the one that is is the face of that. Yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, I keep saying it. I, I just don't know what we can do to to improve this. Um, and I almost feel, and I said it yesterday, and again, this is my outlandish comment, but I'm going to say it. It almost feels like he's kind of just showing fans, well, you wanted four at the back. Here's what happens when there's four at the back. Mm. This is the way we've got to play. Oh, we can't do it. Oh, so maybe I was right thinking that we should play three. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case, but i wouldn't I said it earlier, I wouldn't be surprised now he's got his players back that we don't see a three five two,
1: yeah that's I, what I, you I'd... do, Paige Steph def- definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the conspiracy theories are in full swing <laughs> i'll tell you what if he plays a three on tuesday and we're rubbish it's not going to be a good day for him it will not be i'm just reading there's an interesting conversation going on in the comments about sacking him at the minute um and, and comments about how much it costs i'm not going to pretend that i know the ins and outs of paul Warren's contract but the majority of manager contracts have a clause if they are sacked they'll only get what, let's say, six to 12 months of their wages, it wouldn't be the full package of four years. Um, Or at least it shouldn't be. I pray to God that uh, if it does come to that, that David Klaus did put that in the deal. Um, Otherwise, he's financially crippled himself. Um, And we've got another comment from Ben, who's put, why is yesterday such a turning point after having a seven-game unbeaten run? I get Cambridge and Cheltenham should have been six points, but seven unbeaten, including Portsmouth and Blackpool, isn't too bad. I mean, Adam, you look at the games that we played, Portsmouth, we got battered, and we scored a pen, and then they scored late on. They were a the much better team. I mean, Blackpool was an outlier. Cambridge we were rubbish. Cheltenham we were rubbish. Ruth we were rubbish. I think my answer to that would be because we look absolutely terrible. Not just looking at results, looking at the actual play itself. I mean, what would your take be?
2: Well, I think I'm glad you you described the Portsmouth game because I'd forgotten about it um, <laughs> because of. I have forgot about most games this season, to be honest, because of how little has happened in the games. Um, and I think that answers the question about the unbeaten run. Um, seven straight draws, if your favourites to go down, is is pretty good going. If you have seven straight draws, obviously we haven't, I'm talking theoretically here, so bear <laughs> with me. But if you have seven straight draws as a team who's looking at getting promotion, it's pretty poor, isn't it? Mm. Um, it depends on what your ambitions are at the start of the season. Um, based on the runs that you go on Um, and Blackpool you know first half it wasn't the best it was it was okay it wasn't the best should have been going in leading or at least drawing that second half was superb but that is the only game out of that unbeaten run right? i think we've played amazingly don't get me wrong the away wins that we've had um we've we've played well in them and we've edged out but i feel like i think jamie touched upon this or, or you did jake about what they're doing uh, during the week, each team we play, we seem to be either matching them or going below them. Which I'm not trying to sound big headed when saying that and saying, oh, with Derby County, we should be blowing teams away playing passing football. But with the players that we've got, we should be doing a lot better. You know, ex Premier League players, we've got current international players, and we're just not playing as well as what we should be. In. And, and, Yes, Ben mentioned the seven-game unbeaten run, but was it really that good? No. I think that's the question. Yeah, well, there's the answer.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I'll tell you what's interesting. I mean, you mentioned the players. I mean, Conor Hurahan's a prime example. He's not old. I wouldn't say he's old. A few years ago, I remember sitting at Wembley, watching him control Mason Mount for 90 minutes. And now he can't complete five passes at Shrewsbury how that doesn't just happen you know that's that doesn't just happen he doesn't lose all of his ability i mean his headed ability was great yesterday um unfortunately not for us but yeah you you don't lose it that quickly so yeah it it does raise questions um and i tell you what i want to go around everyone now you knew this was coming i warned all of you i want to ask all of you and i want a yes or no answer or an in or out answer worn in, worn out at this exact moment in time. So this can't be taken out of context at this exact moment in time with the form we've been in and the way we've played Chris in or out. I've already said it out. Now, Jamie. I'm
4: very emotional as you you can (laughs) tell. Um, I'm, I'm out, but I'm 60, 40. Yeah. sixty four in in favor of out. Yeah. Uh, Adam.
2: (laughs) Oh, um, I'm so stuck about, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be waffling, but I'm so stuck about obviously how much we would have to pay him. Mm. Uh, It's plain simple. We've had too many lows, not enough highs in the year and a half he's been here. It would have to be out at this moment in time sounded just yeah. like Warren, then. Mm. Oh,
5: <laughs> sure. oh, yeah. yeah, I think
3: Ritch played I think... pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> it's, all, it's been all
5: right. Yeah, we're chances,
3: Dances
1: just not not just not putting
4: putting the ball in there.
1: Yeah, that one home yeah. win since April. Oh, it's, uh, it's great. You've I think I'm got... exactly the same. Sorry, Jake. Sorry,
4: uh, Paul Warren, you just got to say the lads, yeah, the lads the lads, <laughs> the lads know that we're not doing well enough. The lads, the lads. Sorry, Jake. Go on. <laughs> Tell
1: us wow, you were well, worn that's, out. Yeah, that is what I'm going to say. I'm in a similar boat to you. I really wanted to succeed. The football is awful. It's terrible. And he's got nothing out of the players that he's got. So at this moment in time, I'd say with the results we've had, it's he can't. I can't see a way back. I can't see a way, whether I'm being small-minded. I mean, all the comments are saying out, out, out. Um, which is not a surprise. Uh, based on what's been commented throughout the episode, I think it's pretty clear that, yeah, the majority are um, yeah, not on the side of Paul one. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean... You still haven't said it yet, Jake, in or out? I said it. I said out. I said oh, it. I'm sorry, sorry, mate. I, <laughs> I, said, I said it. Just went waffling um, a bit, you know. Yeah, you've got to do the journalist <laughs> thing, mate. You've got to go sort of like around in a yeah. circle, you know what I mean? Yeah, Adam's done all yeah. episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, we, <laughs> we've got two games to uh preview in inverted commas now uh we'll run through it really quickly i want score predictions and i want manager predictions um jamie uh exeter at home they've lost five in a row you know what that means uh and Stevenage away. they're above us stevenage that really hurts um and yeah will paul warm be the manager at the end of the two games go for it
4: I think he will. Yeah, I think we'll win on Tuesday, um, and everyone will be calling us out on Twitter saying how how bad we were and how bad this episode is. And no, I'm joking. No, I do think we'll win. <laughs> I do actually think we'll we'll get something on uh, Tuesday, so, and I, I think it will be KG. But I think we'll win two one, and then I think we'll go away to Stevenage and draw one all. Um, And I think potentially we'll be talking about there being some green shoots of positivity, but ultimately it'll all end in in tears at some point. At the end of the day, it's all going to end in tears in January when Bird goes, when Cashing goes um, and when teams are sniffing around the likes of of Wildsmith. Um, So that's my thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I'm desperate for us to win. I hope it doesn't come across to anyone listening that that we're not supporting the team. I'd love it if we went on a 20-match winning run now and one stayed in and we were calling in the League One Guardiola again uh, and it was great. But yeah, just can't see a way back at the minute. I mean, Adam, what do you reckon?
2: Uh, just like last season when we played Exeter at home, pretty boring. I can just <laughs> see it happening again. Uh <laughs> I think I've how many times have you that said that? <laughs>
3: yeah, I know. Uh, just let him anyone at your house to give you a big hug? Yeah. Yeah. it looks like you need one, mate. The thing the
4: uh, thing is, Adam, the thing is, Adam, in your videos before the game, you were so like positive and stuff, and now you're just it's like, like 2
1: 0. Oh, Great oh, acting one. <laughs> 2 1. 2 1 I the goal like this special
2: to 0 nil, nil against Exeter. Both teams are out of form. Just cancel each other out and it'll be a game-long ball. Go away to Stevenage. I reckon we'll get a goal. We can celebrate that goal and it'll be a 1-1 draw. And that'll be a good result, to be fair. And I think Paul Warren will still be here. Um, I don't think he's going to leave We'll
3: get sacked. Um, I think he's still going to be here. Chris? Um, I can't see us. Um, oh, it's extra first, isn't it? We might scrape a 1-0. I'm going for a 0-0. Um, Stevenage away, we're, we're, we're better away from home, but Stevenage have come into League One and done really well. I'll go for an entertaining two-all draw, um, and those results will... I I, I think we could win 5-0 or lose 5-0 the next two games. I don't think he's going to pull the trigger yet, even though I wish he would.
1: Well, exactly. Uh, just reading through some of the, the the predictions people have put in, we've got a couple of one-alls, Got losing both 1-0, Uh, lose 2-1. There's not a lot of positivity in the chat today, um, but then there's not much positivity around the club at the minute. Um, We've got a comment from Tim Widebrow who's put, you're all turning to sheep. Paul Warren's been here one year. I'm a Rams fan. I've been here for 55 years. I'm backing Paul Warren and Mr. Clouds. Well, Tim, I hope you're right, my friend, because yeah, it's... uh, Tim, you cannot tell me
3: that in your 55 years you have seen much worse football than this. Come on, mate.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to comment on that. Um, so yeah, we've read read, read through um, read through some of the comments, and yeah, I think for my predictions, I tell you what, I'm I'm going to go out there. I think we're going to lose one nil to Exeter, and this is the first time I've ever said we're going to lose on the pod. I think we'll lose one nil to Exeter. It'll be an own goal off Sonny Bradley's Achilles or something like that, just to give Adam a heart attack. And yeah, I think we'll lose, and I think he'll resign afterwards. Um, and then, yeah, Cambridge. Who knows? Uh, anything six all. Uh, some, some... Yeah, same team, and it? it's been a long <laughs> episode. Stevenage, um, Yeah, <laughs> that is how good the Cambridge game was. I forgot it happened. Um, yeah, I think Stevenage, I think we'll we'll draw with them by any scoreline. Um, and yeah, I, I do genuinely think if if we lose against Exeter, I think that might be the end for Warren, whether it's by his own hand or by Clouds' hand um so yeah right that was a different episode wasn't it um the comments have been amazing thank you so much to everyone who's been commenting there's been a proper discussion going everyone on. up yeah i know yeah. i know it's it's not the most uh motivational pod is it um but i hope it's been an interesting debate all the same i think we've tried to look at both sides a little bit although it's been majoritively negative um we've tried to look at some any of the positives all two of them um so yeah and we hope we,
4: and we hope we're wrong at the end of the day yes it, it's a, it's a case of if we are wrong then perfect we'll all come on here we'll look at youtube comments and we'll all go okay yeah we were wrong and we're, we're happy to do that yeah. um it's just how we feel right now
1: yeah i hope at christmas we're looking laughing at this episode and looking at how yeah. stupid and overreacting we were um, and yeah yeah we will see but yeah thank you so much to everyone for for listening or watching uh we've had more people than i think ever before on the live stream which has been unbelievable so yeah if you've enjoyed please do come back we do this every week at seven um if you want to listen back uh you can catch it on apple pod spotify everything like that um and you can catch our socials. we've just got instagram at ramsort podcast posting our escapades uh away games and stuff like that um so yeah and if you do see us at away games please come and say hello one of us will have the flag um and you know what we look like now if you've watched the stream um which is always good so yeah up the rams let's keep going <laughs> let's hope to god that things turn around and if the worst happens you know if if, if well the worst happens if one goes let's hope we can turn it around we'll see you next week for hopefully a more positive episode uh goodbye from me goodbye from me
3: goodbye from me
1: Goodbye from
0: me. (laughs) That was so reluctant. Thank you, everyone. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Subtle
1: results. Still you, but with fewer lines.